Yo, so imagine you're an indie artist. You got a baby on the way. You don't know how you're going to make your next dollar. You got about 60 grand in the bank. And here's this big consultant that's doing all this crazy stuff with big name artists and making a whole bunch of money. And they tell you, hey, give me that 60 grand. I'm going to blow you up. But then six years later, you don't know what the hell they did with your money. What would you do coming up today on that slot? You want to waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. They're such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning, you're going to be working in Alaska. So dress warm. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. You guys know what time it is. It's time for That's Law, the podcast with yours truly, Durante Partridge. Welcome. Welcome back another Thursday. Man, this Thursday is special, too, because we're live, live from the Lions Den. So, man, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we got a great, great episode ready for you guys today. Uh, can't wait to get into the content. Uh, as you know, we always try to weave some pop culture into some law, you know, just just kind of have a conversation about this stuff, man. So, of course, this week, what's been hot, what's been pressing is this Karen Civil stuff. As you know, Jordan Lucas, uh, Cameron, a couple of other people, Meek Mill, They've all spoken out about Karen and and some shady, alleged shady business dealings with her. Um, Exactly. And I'm going to say alleged because I I don't know anything about it. And I don't know, you know, what the contracts entailed and what she did or did not do. Well, I do do know what the contracts entail because I've I've seen those. But um, I don't know if she did the work or she didn't. I know the contracts were kind of loose, but, you know, we'll see. But allegedly, she took $60,000, ran off on Jonah Lucas, didn't do the work, according to him, and we're here. Um, Before we get into the conversation and start talking about things, I have to give the disclaimer. Look, the disclaimer is simple. This is a show about law. We're talking about law. I don't want anything to be taken or misconstrued as legal advice. I'm not your lawyer, okay? The information is only for educational and entertainment purposes only. Myself, nor the good people at Just Eldridge Media will be responsible for anything that you take and apply and try to utilize in your profession. So, again, just take notes and and, and take this education and, and entertainment, if you will. But nothing is to be construed or misconstrued as legal advice. So, all right, cool. That's out of the way. Let's, let's get into it. So... On Twitter, we had Jonah Lucas post uh, some stuff about Karen Civil, saying that Karen Civil, in a nutshell, took $60,000 that he paid her for services. Now, if you're not familiar with Jonah Lucas or Karen Civil, um, let's, let's bring you up to speed a little bit as it relates to that. So Jonah Lucas is a hip-hop artist, right? Um, back in 2015, he was operating as a indie artist, you know, wasn't signed to a label, wasn't, you know, where he is today. And today he's operating, you know, on a totally different level. I mean, he's he's popular, 
Uh, he's a popular artist now, and a lot of people know of him, listen to his music. So what what a difference six years made with Jordan Lucas. With Karen Civil, Karen Civil is a blogger. She's a brand strategist uh, within the hip-hop community and other communities uh, with regard to, um, you know, entertainment, basically. So with Karen Civil, you know, she's – a lot of people are familiar with her because she worked with Nipsey Hussle. Uh, back in the day, rest in peace, Nip. Uh, she also worked with YG um, and and others within the industry, including Jordan Lucas uh, and Meek Mill as well. Uh, but nonetheless, in this situation, back in 2015, uh, Karen, being a brand strategist, and you know she had done some things with Nipsey Hussle. This is around the time, if you guys remember, when Nipsey Hussle sold his mixtape for $100. Uh, he sold a thousand copies. At $100, and if you just do the quick math, he, he sold $100,000 in mixtapes. Uh, free mixtape at that, but nonetheless, 100 people, I'm sorry, 1,000 people bought it at $100. So shout out to Nipsey uh, on that. Karen Silva had a, a lot to do with that and just, you know, having him or helping him rather open up the Marathon store and just helping him with just exploding his brand to where it is and where we know it to be now. Um, Jordan Lucas saw that took a liking to it, and wanted to work with Karen. So according to him, you know, he was down to his last little bit of money trying to get on, trying to do what he needed to do to get up in the industry, paid her $60,000. Now, I'm going to pause because the contract, now this contract, y'all, was three pages, okay? Three pages, <laughs> some bullet points. No real information in there as far as what she would do, uh, what she would be required to do. Just a lot of bullet points as it relates to what she potentially could do uh, to help him out. No, nothing to really hold her liable if she didn't do anything in this situation. So I guess pro tip number one, <laughs> and we'll, we'll have a couple in this episode, but pro tip number one, if you get a contract like that, don't sign that. Don't agree to it. Don't send over your money. Get a better understanding of what's going on and what that person will do for your money. <clears throat> In this situation, Karen was taking $60,000 from a, a number of people um, for her services and apparently was, you know, doing the right thing and doing what she needed to do. Um, but with this contract, again, it's very loose. It's very flexible where she can say, hey, I made an effort to do this. A lot of what was in the contract was intangible. There's no tangible takeaway with regard to the contract. So with that, with it being intangible, how do you measure the success of what she did? Um, if she, you know, paid third parties to help out and things like that, we don't know. And I think that was the issue that Joyner had uh, down the line because he just did not have any feedback. Now, according to Karen, you know, she – communicated properly with his management and everything at the time and, you know, let them know what was going on. But nonetheless, it's just a big mess. So, again, pro tip number one, if you get a contract like that and you're engaging in service with someone, just hold up. Don't sign it. Don't give over your money. Have a thorough understanding of it. Contact and consult a lawyer. Understand better what needs to be in the contract so you're fully protected so that no one can run off with you with your bag, rather, if you're down to your last little bit of money. 
And, you know, let's be honest, 60000 60000 so it's not a little bit of money by far. But nonetheless, let's, you know, yep. let's back it up and let's let's make sure that, you know, we, people are going to do what they say that they're, they're going to do. Uh, so that's that's that. Um, pro tip number two, and just kind of, you know, building upon pro tip number one, a lot of a lot of people are in the industry and, and sort of operate industry adjacent uh, where they provide these services for artists, uh, especially as an indie artist. Um, you'll run into a number of people who, you know, want to do this or do that. Maybe I can take you to the blogs. Maybe I can, you know, get you on radio, uh, you know, whatever it is that I can do. You know, we do these things and, and not even to, <laughs> don't even want to talk about payola and things like that or whatnot, because that <laughs> also came up in this whole situation as well. But we'll touch on that a little bit later. But nonetheless, you have to watch out you know, for these people that are operating in the industry that, you know, want to provide you a service as an indie artist. Um, have a contract with them, right, before you, you pay them. Know what their track record is before you pay them. Um, before you engage in any other services, see if they have references. So, again, the pro tip is, in this situation, do your due diligence. Do your research. Understand who you're working with, how they work, if you guys will mesh, if they will do what they say they will do, know what it is before you get into it. And I think what Jordan said, you know, on Clubhouse the other day in, in the middle of this back and forth with Karen Silva was, you know, she's Karen Silva and she was hot. And, you know, she did this for Nipsey and she did this for this artist and whatever. So I just wanted to be down. I just wanted to work with her. And you see what happened in that situation. He didn't do his due diligence. He signed a contract just based on who that person was and the personality. And according to him, six years later, he still doesn't know where that $60,000 went. So just be mindful of that moving forward. And then some other things came out with regard to Karen Silva. And, you know, I don't know if, if she'll be charged criminally or can be held responsible civilly. But, yeah, you know, she made mention with regard to uh, paying to get onto radio, which is illegal. Can't do that. That's payola. Um, in addition to that, she admitted to taking down websites or using hackers to take down websites uh, from competitors. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So essentially what we have in this situation is we have Karen Silva operating like the hood Olivia Pope. She, it's scandalous. <laughs> it's scandal. So with regard to this whole thing, man, it's just really, really crazy. So you guys just want to watch out for these these people in the industry. And again, not saying anything bad about Karen Silva. I wasn't a part of that situation. So I don't want her to come after myself or just Eldridge Media with us putting out this content. Content We're going to protect ourselves. <laughs> We're not liable. We're not saying anything uh, to defame Miss Silva at all. I'm, I'm not a part of that. But there are a lot of people, especially within the Atlanta area, and I've seen some of these contracts and have been on the other side with regard to suing some people uh, as it relates to similar situations where people are hungry to get in to the industry and a lot of people are there ready and willing to take advantage of you. So that brings me to the final pro tip, pro tip three. Be patient. Bet on yourself. Go through the process as you need to. There's no shortcut 
with getting to the next level in this industry. You have to put in the work. You have to build up that fan base. And the only way to do that is to really, you know, work it out. Understand who your fans are. Understand what type of music you want to offer the people. And continue to build up that fan base the old-fashioned way. Now, in some situations, it can come a lot quicker. Maybe you have a good song that, you know, just takes off and takes you to the next level. You know, that's one way. But that's that's more of the exception rather than the rule. The rule is you want to put in that work and just grind it out. So, again, pro tip number three, be patient. Be patient. Uh, money can buy you a lot of things, but sometimes it cannot buy you to the next level. So, be mindful of that and who you're working with because, again, a lot of people will make you promises in this industry, and if you don't know any better, you too, maybe five, six years down the line, will be on Clubhouse saying how this person didn't do this and they didn't do that and they took my money. But it could be, it could have been avoided. So be mindful of that, y'all, and, you know, just don't don't rush to get into this thing. Like, do do what you have to do, grind it out, let it work. Let it work. So that's my spiel. I'll get off of my soapbox as it relates to that. Um, I think it's a good time also to segue maybe to the next portion of this pod, uh, which is the question portion. This is when you guys send in questions and, you know, we facilitate and answer those questions. So I'm going to shoot to my guy, Keith, see if he, we have any questions this week. Keith? Sound good? I want to check with my attorney. Call my lawyer, get the charge, call my lawyer, call my lawyer, call my lawyer, get the charge. Mama, call my lawyer, call the time to go to trial. No read me, no charges, call my lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. All right, all right, all right, all right. We back, we back, we live. And we uh, got some video. All right, but I'm still not on. So, uh, question. So, uh, the question actually kind of piggyback off of what's going on between Karen Civil and Joyner. Mm. Um, but let's take them out of it. Okay. You're a lawyer. What would you do in the scenario being a lawyer for the artist? Okay. And then how would you handle it being a lawyer for the entertainment consultant? Okay. Okay. Um, I think we sort of touched on the artist piece, so I'll start there, right? With the artist, if one of my artists brought me a contract similar to the contract in this situation, I would tell my artist that we need to put a lot more information in there, right? Um. That contract was just very bare bones. Uh, the consulting piece was just very broad and general. So we need a little bit more in that contract just so we can understand what exactly is being done and how can we hold this person accountable in this situation. Uh, to piggyback off of the contract, because I saw it too, mm -hmm. and you also said something about payola earlier in the podcast. Yeah. But – it was listed in there that I can get you on radio. Mm -hmm. So what part is the payola? The part where you pay the entertainment consultant or the part where the, like, where's or the, is it the entertainment consultant doing the payola? Because where's the. So payola traditionally comes in when you're directly paying or someone is directly paying on your behalf, the, the radio station to play your record. Basically. Uh, there are a lot of ways around that. And a lot of people, it's, it's, to me, it's still kind of you're straddling the fence in, in a lot of situations. But, for instance, if 
you know, there's a mix show or you have the, you know, traffic jam mix and things like that. And you have a relationship with the DJ that does the mix. Maybe he's not the on-air personality. Maybe he's just there mixing and, you know, playing records. In some situations, that uh, consultant or artist is able to, you know, maneuver and get their radio, I'm sorry, their record played in the mix on the radio. Now, it doesn't count, you know, as a spin where you're getting a royalty or anything like that from radio. So that's that's essentially the difference. Now, when I'm paying the radio, you know, to put me on every hour and, you know, now we're getting those counts, you know, with regards to BDS and things like that. Okay, that's payola. We can't do that. But the mix is a little bit different because we're not getting that that same, I guess, type of count, if you will. We're in Atlanta. Yeah. Is paying for artist interviews payola? No. No. So in that situation, you know, the artist is paying to, you know, get the interview. And that that happens often as well. Um, and in a lot of situations also with regard to radio, radio, especially now with the pandemic, they have a very tight format at this point. And really they don't deviate from that, you know, a, a lot at this point. Uh, so what we're seeing now is a lot of radio personalities um, either having some sort of podcast or some sort of side deal where they're having these interviews and monetizing it themselves separately from that of the radio. Um, typically and traditionally what I've been seeing yep. as of late, um, you know, a lot of artists can go in and, you know, maybe get through two or three minutes with dirty boys or whatever. Um, and whatever that looks like as far as a, a marketing dollar that's spent, but you know, now it's, it's really tight. It's really hard to do that at this point, to be honest with you. So, so that, that's that as it relates to, to that. So, you know, again, with the artists, just to circle back as it relates to the, the contract, Let's put a little bit more in the contract. How can we hold, you know, the consultant accountable if they don't do what they say that they're going to do in the contract? So instead of having this broad contract that says, you know, we'll get you on the radio, for instance, or uh, we'll get you in a blog, you know, what blog, what radio will you get me on? You know, when will I be played? Uh, what type of blog placement would you get me? What type of interview? You know, things like that so that we can say, okay, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. So, you know, we, we have to figure out, okay, are you going to continue to do it? Did you breach the contract uh, or could you do more? And then from the perspective of the consultant, I too would tell the consultant, let's put a little bit more in the contract so that it's, you know, well known what you will and will not do. So for instance, you know, in this situation, I probably would take out, um, the radio piece, because in a lot of situations, you don't control that. And it's hard for a consultant to control that unless they have access to the program directors and, you know, are able to get you into rotation that way. Uh, and then what does that mean, you know, to get you onto radio? Again, I can get you in on the mix where they play a verse of your song and maybe the hook, and that's it. And I've did my job and I've fulfilled it. So uh, in a lot of situations like that, and I have clients that are publicists and, you know, things like that, where you have to have earned media, can't just get you placement into the magazine and things like that, but it's intangible. So again, how do you measure the success of what's being done in those situations? And I think with these contracts, they just have to be a little bit more specific to protect both sides. And that's what I would do, you know, just how can I protect both sides from different standpoints? So that's, that's pretty much it.
so good question this week. I think good conversation as well. Um, man, this is it's common. It's common. But we we've learned a couple of things from this situation, y'all. Uh we got a couple of pro tips as well. I hope you guys took notes and really understand what it is that's going on. The first pro tip, don't sign, don't be in a rush to sign anything. Get it looked at. Understand what it is and then sign in to move forward. Second pro tip, we want to make sure that we're able to hold someone accountable for whatever they're doing in this agreement. And then the third pro tip, be patient. Can't rush this thing if you want longevity. If you want to be here today, gone tomorrow, okay. But if you want longevity, you want to make money forever in the, in the music industry, you got to be here for the long haul because, you know, that's the only way. So be patient and do what you got to do. But when it comes to these contracts and the consultants, you know, operating in this music industry, you have to understand that it's not about a fact. It's not about an opinion. It's about the law. That's law. Peace, y'all.